Greetings. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 22 of the Legacy Drawing Board, the podcast journey and experience that wants you to build a stronger, more meaningful legacy by embracing good design principles. I'm your host, Ron Fong. In the last two episodes, I started asking people to share their thoughts as to how they define legacy, what they're doing to build their legacy, and what they perceive to be the biggest barrier to their generation's legacy building efforts. Legacy is your message and how you deliver it. These people were kind enough to share their perspectives in terms of legacy. And these three individuals are Ron, Billy, and Dell. And here are their perspectives. Hi, uh, my name is Ron. I'm 36 years old and I am a millennial. Uh, I define legacy as a individual's influence to the lives of the people around them. Uh, I am building my legacy by evaluating the pivotal events that occurred in my life, good and bad, and learning from it. That way, I can share these moments to inspire people around me. Uh, the greatest need for my generation in legacy building is transparency. For me, it is important to be honest and real when it comes to sharing life lessons. Legacy building is a journey, and there are many barriers that need to be shared along the way. Hi, my name is Billy. I am 24 years old and I hadn't thought much about legacy before this last year began, but I started listening to this podcast a little bit and this transitional period in my time buying a business and having it be from two women who were so intentional about their own legacies has made me think a lot about continuing on that legacy and what I want to do with that. and deciding how to build on what they had already built here and how they cared so much about community and knowing that they entrusted me and Regina, my business partner, to kind of carry that on and build on it. And this is the first time that I'd ever made a decision that had such a big impact on my life. You know, I went to college, but I didn't have any plan past college. I just wanted to go to school because no one else in my family had done that so far. So college was the goal. There was no goal beyond college. So when I graduated into the pandemic, I had no idea of what I was doing. I was not working towards anything in particular. So that left me kind of dangling in indecision and that I was not building towards anything. I was stuck a little bit. So coming here and having such influential people in my life with Sabrina and Makita, they kind of taught me how to care about the future in that way, more so than I'd ever learned to before. And I think that a lot of people my age are kind of stuck in that, seeing that we graduated during the pandemic and just we've kind of spent all of our lives hearing that the world is falling around, falling down around us. So we haven't had much hope for the future. So we're lacking in that like instinct to plan ahead and to care what comes next. So I think that we all kind of need just to have faith and hope that something will happen afterwards, that there is something to leave behind and that we care to leave it behind and to make it better. Because a lot of us have this feeling that we want things to be better, but we don't know where to start. And we just think that we don't have the ability to do that. So we let everything fall around, fall down around us because we just think that that's what already is happening. Uh, hello, my name is Rendell Doctor. You can call me Dell. Um, I am 32 years old, and I guess you can call me a millennial. <laughs> um, I define legacy as something that you carry on your back. Um, 
just remembering all the sacrifices that previous generations of your family have done for you to get to where you are. Um, and I'd like to contribute to that legacy when my time comes, which is actually kind of now. Um, I'm building my legacy by, you know, first of all, remembering what my parents did for me for us to get to this country. Um, as an immigrant, it's always important to know where you came from and always remembering that, uh, you know, how to using that um, inspiration to get to where you want to be. So um, from a family of healthcare professionals, I just got into uh, this profession and, you know, I just want to be like my parents. Simple, simple as that. And the greatest need for my generation in legacy building is, you know, starting early and something in healthcare that I always kind of lean towards is about, you know, preventive care. And, you know, one of the foundations of preventive care is, you know, starting things early, being proactive that way, um, you know, like when you do run into problems and issues, you already have the necessary tools to at least address it, you know, instead of being blindsided. So they always say like a pound of, what is it? An, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So um, for me, like healthcare is a big part of my life and, you know, whatever analogies I can find to apply that to my life, I will. By hearing the thoughts of others, it helps me gain perspectives in terms of legacy and what people are doing about building it. Ron talked about sharing and about the influences that speaks to our basic need to connect with people the messaging that we want to share something about our lives to others to impart something to others and to recognize that we've been shaped by others as well that connectivity he talked about the greatest barrier for his generation in in terms of legacy building as lack of transparency we often talk about transparency, but I don't think that really captures what it means in terms of dynamics of communication. Transparency is, it starts there, but when you think about it, you can't be something that's transparent and still not facilitate communication. For example, bulletproof glass is transparent, yet its intention is not to bring people together, it's actually to separate them. Transparency could be your boss who just wants to make your life miserable and they're very open about it. They're very transparent. They're going to come out and say, I'm going to make your life miserable. These don't lend itself to strong or good communications in terms of building relationships. Billy talked about mentorship and the impact of the people that were selling her uh, the coffee shop business, Sabrina and Makita. She talked about how they provided her with direction and that she saw them as mentors. And I think this is crucial in terms of your legacy building. I mentioned this in episode 13. Are you qualified to be the CEO of your legacy? How important it is to establish a board of mentors, uh, people, a collection of individuals, a group of individuals who will look out for you, who have your best interests at heart and who will be honest with you. These individuals should be people that come from different backgrounds, different age groups, and there's a natural gravitation towards people who are more mature, but that doesn't, that's not necessarily, it has to be it. It could be someone who just has more experience, but could be younger. And she talked about being an entrepreneur. 
She spoke about not having a direction and not thinking about it. And yet she's going to take this brave new step. She talked about the importance of hope and faith as being fundamental to planning. And that's what this podcast wants you to start doing if you haven't started doing it already. You are building your legacy every day with every thought, word, and deed. However, if there's not the sense of intentionality, if there's not a sense of planning or design, then you're going to wind up with something which you may not recognize or you may not want. Billy understood this, and now she sees the difference of planning and not planning, and she wants to incorporate planning into her future. A very dynamic uh, narrative about being an entrepreneur. I'm going to ask Billy a year from now uh, to do a full interview to have her have her share her journey, the steps that she's taking, and how she's been building her legacy and what it means now in terms of having a greater uh, design. And it'll be interesting to see if she also starts seeing herself as a mentor, even though that she's very young herself. Dell takes the perspective of the immigrant. Again, a very compelling narrative. The phrase that struck me was he was talking about the legacy being carrying on your back. And I don't perceive that as a burden. And I don't think he, I don't think there was any connotation to that. But it's something that's always there. Something that reminds you. And that's something that others are doing. Your messaging. How strong is your messaging? If it's something that will remind people on a daily basis. That's a that's a very powerful sense of legacy. And again, he talks about being an immigrant, which is, for many of us, I think we experience that, or we may know our parents or grandparents. And how does that fit in as you're trying to balance worlds, different worlds, as you're going for leaving one world, coming to another? And where's the planning in terms of that? Do you have much to plan for, plan with? Was it how intentional it is, is it? And going forward, what are you going to impart to the next generation? Uh, because they may not, they're not going to be immigrants now. But how important is it to carry over that experience? He talked about the greatest barrier as not starting early enough or not being proactive. And that's very challenging because people are very busy. And they may, again, think of legacy as something towards the end of their life something that perhaps you're going to talk about at a retirement party as opposed to the here and now. Going back, Billy also mentioned how tough it was during the pandemic and how there was uncertainty and not knowing how to navigate that. Again, going back to why it's so important to have a, your board of mentors. The mentors can probably have weathered through many challenges and difficulties and can guide you through the tough times or go through the tough times together. And they could give you that hope, that faith, that things will get better or that to look forward and to stay in the same place is not going to be helpful. And it does take courage. It is risk to take that first step, but you're doing it. And again, is that going to be part of your legacy that when you're faced with very challenging, difficult circumstances, you're willing to forge forward. Now for this uh, episode, I'm going to talk about a dog's life and its lessons in terms of legacy building. I'm recording this on June 3rd, and my dog, Bodhi, uh, passed on 
May 17th, a couple of weeks ago. I had him for 14 years. I got him when he was about two. And let me just give you, if I can, give you a little bit of background. Uh, Bodhi was our third family dog. Our first one was a Malamute uh, wolf mix. The second one was a Malamute, and Bodhi was a Siberian Husky. And for those of you who have Huskies, you know that the Huskies have that uh, dangerous combination of being intelligent but not being obedient. After uh, Bodhi 1, which was our Malamute, had passed, I think it was about five or six months, we started looking for another dog, and I was looking through the various websites in terms of animal shelters, and I came across uh, Bodhi's picture, uh, Bodhi 2, the Siberian Husky. And I thought his picture just, just stood out because at that time, for most of the shelters, they were either Chihuahuas, Rottweilers, and Pit Bulls. Nothing against those breeds. It's just that I was looking for a dog to run with at that time. It was about February uh, of that time, uh, 14 years ago. It was near Valentine's Day. And when I saw Bodie's picture on the website, I said to my wife, we need to get down there immediately because he's, he's going to be taken. It was a Saturday morning. We jumped in a car, drove to Sacramento County uh, Animal Shelter on Bradshaw. And I ran to the front desk. Uh, breathlessly, I said, I would like the Husky. And the lady behind the counter says, well, we're sorry. He's been taken. And I couldn't believe it. Or actually, I could believe it because I knew that he was not going to last. And when I heard that I couldn't get the Husky, I, I started sulking. Uh, I, I dropped my head and I said to my, I said to my wife, let's go. We, we, the Husky's gone. And she says, well, no, no, wait, wait. We're not going to go through this anymore. We, we came here for a dog. We can get a dog because there's plenty of good dogs here that need a home. And we, 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 we're here for a dog. Let's get one. So we, we looked around and I didn't see any dog that I really liked. Uh, she, the, a chow caught her eye. I think the chow was about nine. And the chow was a little bit on the senior side, was pretty much just sleeping, resting. And I said to her, he's not going to run with me. He's not going to be doing anything. He's just going to be sleeping there. And she goes, that's fine. We'll, we, we, we just, we just, you know, we're here for a dog and, and he looks fine. Reluctantly, I went back to the front desk, said to the clerk again, I'll, I'll take the chow. And she goes, oh, that's great. Let's start doing the paperwork. And then as I was filling out the forms, I muttered under my breath, I want the husky instead. And she had great ears because she said, oh, the husky's available if you want him. And I was, I was, I was perplexed. I said, well, a few minutes ago, you said he wasn't available. She says, yes, but the person I was coming to pick him down didn't have the check, uh, the prosper, the processing fee. And I said, so if I give you a check right now, he's mine, right? She goes, yeah, we don't, you know, we don't hang on to the dogs unless, you know, or we don't um, give you the dog unless you have the fee right, right with you. Immediately, I scribbled, you know, on the check. I, I think I gave her a blank check and I just threw it at her and I said, fill in the amount, you know, and I said to my wife, quick, let's get them before they change their mind. His original name was Buddy. And my wife looked at him. She goes, Buddy? She says, that's the name of your unemployed friend who just going to come over on Saturdays and uh, crash on the couch and eat pizza with you and just watch ESPN all day. And I was thinking, isn't that what a dog does? 
She liked the name Bodhi from our previous talk, so she renamed him or, you know, started calling him Bodhi. Bodhi Buddy, close enough. He got used to it. We had him for 14 fantastic years. I did go running with him. And for most of you who've had a dog for some length of time, you know that the decision, it was a tough decision for uh, putting him down. And as we're about to, because his hips gave out, as we're about to, I said, let's just give him one more night. Maybe he's just got a really bad night. But the following day, he passed before we could take him to the vet. And you think about a dog, a dog's purpose in life or what, you know, what a dog brings, how it brings purpose to our life. And I just love the the, the title, uh, man's and woman's best friend. And I can't think of a more apt description for a dog. It'd be great for an elevator pitch, great for a tagline. It really encapsulates the relationship of a dog to us. Think about the qualities of a dog. Provides loyalty, provides companionship. They tend to our emotional needs. And this was extremely important during the pandemic when people were disconnected, isolated, and they needed a sense of comfort. They needed a sense of connecting. Even if it was non-human, they went, they turned to the dog. uh, Spending uh, for animals and for pets and the um, adoption of pets increased dramatically over the pandemic. And that speaks to Again, our basic need to connect uh, with, with, with a living being. The dog teaches us so many lessons. And think about if you ever had a dog as a young child. By having a dog and agreeing to the dog, you were taking on a great deal of responsibility. And it taught you lessons about responsibility. It taught you lessons in terms of sacrificing or prioritizing someone else Uh, above you. Uh, You had to feed the dog, you had to walk the dog, you had to clean up after the dog. And obviously it was uh, not a one-sided relationship. The dog also provides so much more, but it helped teach us things about ourselves. And they, over the course of time, they they weave themselves into the very fabric of our lives. Uh, Their purpose is to get us to play, to remind ourselves of the children who we were and why it's important to stay connected to our inner child. They bring the happiness. They're there. They are. They greet you with such enthusiasm. And they're in the moment. The dog is in the moment. I don't think a dog is thinking about the future. When you're there, they are there for you. They're not going to say, hey, I'll get to you later. And they also teach us about the end of life, uh, how difficult it is. And I know many people have decided not to get another dog after the, uh, they've had a dog for some time has passed. Uh, it's just, I understand how painful it is. And I we're still debating whether or not we can get another dog. But now we, we think about the legacy of your dog. And I think about the legacy of Bodie. Had him for 14 years. He was my running companion. He was that greeted me enthusiastically when I was uh, came home. He kept every secret I shared with him. And he was always there to help smooth out the edges of a really rough day. And he made the, the good days even better. Think about 
the lessons that we can learn from a dog and think about your legacy. Are you going to be there and be in the moment for people? Is that going to be your message? Are you going to say to the people, right now, you are the most important uh, part of my life right now because we're here together and let's remember your joy. Let's go ahead and share joys. Let's increase each other's joy. Or you're having a rough day. I'm here. I'm here for you. I'm here to listen. I don't have to say anything. And I think one of the key elements is their honesty. Ron talked about transparency. Dogs are transparent and they are honest. Going back to the 10 principles of good design by Dita Rams, number six is that good design is honest. And I'm reading this. It does not make a product more innovative, powerful, or valuable than it really is. It does not attempt to manipulate the consumer with promises that cannot be kept. Think about your legacy. When you make a promise, are you keeping it? Just as your dog promised you that he would be there for you, he would be your best friend, he kept his promise. And he kept the promise, he kept the promise in such an enthusiastic, enthusiastic manner, never begrudgingly. Uh, the shine in his eyes, uh, the tail, the tongue wagging, the entire body jumping in anticipation for the next adventure. Are you being honest in your relationships as you build your legacy? Are you not over-promising and, and, and under-delivering? I'm sure many of you have heard that uh, saying is, be the person your dog thinks you are. Your dog thinks you're wonderful. Your dog thinks you are the greatest gift. And can we be that for people when people maybe they do have high opinions of us? That our legacy is that we don't, I want to say be careful about this, not necessarily saying we don't disappoint people, but we try our best and we're at least very honest with people. So the honesty of a dog, I think it's one of the most valuable lessons that they impart in terms of our legacy building. For that, first of all, thank you again for listening. And for those of you who want to be want to share your voice or want to be interviewed, contact me. My email address is rfong at truenorthshepherding.com. And if the confluence of legacy and design interests you, strikes a chord, resonates with you, I invite you to visit my website then, uh, truenorthshepherding.com, to sign up for a complimentary session on how to design and build your legacy to deliver the message that you want to share with others. My next episode, I'm going to talk about the about leaving the legacy of laughter and the importance of having a sense of humor. Until then, please give your dog or your cat uh, an, a hug, uh, extra scratch of the head, scratch of the belly for me. And please take the time to uh, nurture your legacy, give it the attention it deserves, because when you do, we all benefit. benefit.